Christ is amazing. God is so good. He's been so good to us, and I'm so thankful. God is good, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Congratulations. Congratulations. God bless you all. God is still on the throne. God is still answering prayers. He's still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He's still a way maker. He's still worthy of our praise. He is worthy to be praised. Amen. I wanted to, I, I, I was excited when they told me um, that the lady had already said welcome, but we, we decided we'd wait till they got the official uh, letter before we gave God the glory. Amen? Because we wanted God to get all the glory, and we know it's all God Amen. that did the work. Amen? It's nothing that any of us did. It was all the Lord. Amen? Amen? And I'm grateful to what the Lord has done. And, um, you know, it's just... Uh, Yeah, it's awesome to see what God is doing. Um, the faith of God's people binding together and praying and seeing miracles. Sister Mendez has been healed in her knee. Uh, this prayer request that went out for their ability to be American citizen has went out and God answered that prayer. Folks are being baptized in Jesus' name. Folks are being filled with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Children and adults, amen? I, I, I don't know what's, what's about to happen next. All I know is that we need to be ready for what God is getting ready to do. I, I'm, I'm probably going to pull some Saturday teachings because... Um, I've been teaching during the Sunday school while people are in Sunday school, and we really need to know how to work with people around the altar that are seeking the Holy Ghost. We need to know how to conduct ourselves, and, and also I taught today as uh, sharing the gospel, and, and once you share the gospel, don't leave that child you share the gospel with, amen. And when you start praying with someone, do not, not go back and pray with them, and so um, I'm going to do some altar work training, and so it's going to be Saturdays. It's going to be a commitment from you. You will have to uh, make a commitment to be here. If you'd stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. Um, I, I'm so in awe how God works. Um, I really didn't know what our songs would be when God laid this Word in my spirit. And... Um, I'm thankful for what God is doing in this church. Amen. I will say to you this. There are going to be, there's going to be those that cross over and go to the next level and step into 
the next season of what Grace Gospel is going to do. There's going to be those that will not go and cross over. And that's just the nature of the beast. The children of Israel, there was, there was the ones had to die off that didn't, didn't do anything but murmur and complain. They died off. The new generation that came up was a generation that crossed over into the promised land because they understood the power and the glory of God. They believed in God. They believed his word and, his, and, his, uh, and the prophet or the, the leader. They believed in what he was speaking, that God was speaking to him. He said what God said, and they did. He, he acted on it. Amen? So I encourage you to be a part of those that are going to cross over uh, to the next level of Grace Gospel Worship Center. Uh, I will ask you, I need a van driver to go to Virginia. Amen. Um, I, we've got saints that will, are very soon to be coming that we need to go pick up. And uh, brother and sister Mendez, they do not have enough room in their vehicle to be able to bring folks that they're and that would be able to come here, get the van, and go to Virginia and pick up in Alexandria. I think it's Alexandria. Yes, see? Wood, no, is it Woodbridge? No, it was Alexandria. Alexandria, thank you, Sister Mendez, thank you. Um, gracias. Um, so we're going to need someone that will uh, be able to support us here in a, and be in a van driver. Uh, you will need a, new, a good driving record to drive our van. I'm sorry, what? Um, I, I do have one more announcement is that we have three baptisms today. Uh, amen. Come on now. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? He's a great God. He's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. And he's worthy of our praise. Amen, amen, amen. Turn to Romans 1.17 with me. And then we'll go to Habakkuk 2, 1 through 11. The Bible says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, The just shall live by faith. In Habakkuk, 2, 1 through 11, the Bible says, I will stand up on my watch and set me up on the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and I and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Right. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on, upon ta tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Verse 4 says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but, but, 
the just shall live by his faith. That is my scripture that I'm going to build off of. But yea, also because he transgresseth by wine, he is a proud man, neither keepeth at home, who enlargeth his desire as hell, and is as death, and cannot be satisfied, but gathered unto him all nations, and heapeth unto him all people. Verse 6 says, Shall not all these take up a parable against him, and a taunting proverb against him, and say, Woe to him that increaseth that which is not his. How long? And to him that ladeth himself with thick clay. Shall they not rise up suddenly that shall, shall bite thee, and awake that shall vex thee, and that thou shalt be for booties unto them? Because thou hast spoiled many nations. All the remnant of the people shall spoil thee because of men's blood and for the violence of the land, of the city and of all that dwell therein. Woe to him that coveteth an evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. Thou hast consulted shame to thy house by cutting off many people and hast sinned against thy soul. For the stone shall cry out of the wall and the beam out of the timber yes. shall answer it. Yes. In the name of Jesus, God, I need you. I am nothing without you. I pray that you bring forth the word of God that has already been read. God, that we would live by faith. God, that your spirit will flow. God, that you'll do a work in this place that you'll take each and every one of us to the next level. God, that we'll see greater signs, greater wonders, greater miracles, greater signs, Lord God, that even the medical field will go. We don't know what happened. This has got to be a miracle. I pray blessings upon these people today. These are your people. Bless them with your word, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. We welcome each and every one of you here today, online and in the house of God. Listen. We must have living faith is my title. We must have living faith. God has given everyone a measure of faith. There, there is not one person living that does not have faith. Amen. Scientists, philosophers, and professors and educators say they cannot believe in God because it takes faith. But yet those same people will get in their cars, travel speeds greater than 70 miles an hour, and have faith in, that, in something they cannot see to stop them. They have faith in the airways. They have faith that when they wake up, when they close their eyes, they'll just constantly breathe and take in air and oxygen. They have faith that God has already allowed the trees to clean the air. But they have no faith in God. They have faith their email will make it to the right destination, even though it breaks up into many 53-bit packets, disappears to many unknown parts of the world, and is reassembled at someone else's email box. They have faith in an unknown, unseen, unprovable, catalytic 
event that supposedly started life. At, and on that note, I was thinking about evolution and wondered why people still drown if animals and people evolved from the water. Don't that, don't that make you ask? Don't you ask that question? If I came from the water, why would I drown when I fall in the water? If I evolved from a, a, a fish or a, 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 some kind of slimy thing crawling out of the ocean, right? Why can't I just breathe underwater without an oxygen tank, without a breathing apparatus? These great minds have faith in everything I just mentioned, yet they say they can't believe in God because it takes faith. I propose they do have faith. They just don't know how to place it. Amen. They just don't know how to place it. They understand there is faith in things that they can see and touch, but they don't have faith that there is a God, that there is a God that can heal. They don't have faith that there is a God that can deliver. They don't have faith that God is able to restore that which the canker worm destroyed. They don't have faith. Everyone is born with a measure of faith. Now what about our faith? We need living faith in our lives. We need to have faith every day that when we wake up, I know things ain't happening for you just like you want them to happen. Right? We're microwave age people. We don't even use stoves and ovens anymore. We either hit a microwave or we go out and get fast food. I'm guilty. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Right? If a microwave don't do it, if, if, if I can't go to... Chick-fil-A and get it quick, I, I don't cook it. Right? So now we've come into a lifestyle that, that, that the problem is, is America is so used to having things at a touch of a button that they think and having doctors that can diagnose and possibly have a treatment or a cure. But yet our real trust, our real faith, should be in Christ Jesus. Amen. He is the great physician. He is the healer. He designed this body. He designed my heart. He designed my mind. He designed the, the highways of blood veins in this body to allow blood to go from here, up to here, down to here, back up and back up and back all around. We need living faith. Though it looks bad, in Jesus' name it's going to happen in Jesus' name. We need to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Though, though he don't show up, I'm still going to serve him. But I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe he's a healer. I believe he's a deliverer. I believe he's a restorer. I believe that he's bringing my prodigals back to the house of God. I believe that every prayer request that's in that box, God is answering. Living faith takes us from doubt to confidence. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Saria, I, I put a call out, I guess, Friday night. Saria Johnson was having asthma attacks, and her breathing levels, oxygen levels were at 80. They needed to be 90 or better. They weren't. We started praying. The church started praying by, by last night. By last night, we sent a couple more. They asked us to pray. It still wasn't balancing where it needed to be. All of a sudden, there was, I, I prayed in my house. 
but I, but I sent a prayer out by text. Uh, everyone that was in that text began to say amen in Jesus' name. We're praying. We're praying. And immediately by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, God had already adjusted her oxygen level to 90 or above and took the asthma problem from breathing issues to where it was turned out and she was being discharged. That's because the body of Christ had faith to pray for divine healing. That's the God that I have faith in. From questions to answers, from, per 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 <laughs> from perplexity to purpose, from anxiety to assuredness, the Pentecostals of 2021 need to move from doubt to faith. You're a Pentecostal if you have been filled with the Holy Ghost. You're a disciple of Christ Jesus. Amen. You walk like a disciple. They were birthed in the day of Pentecost. So you are being birthed when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what tributes, contributes to you being Pentecostal. It isn't an organization. It's a relationship. It's an experience. It's not, an, it's not a church. It's not the organization. Everybody, got, everybody getting twisted. The bottom line, you become Pentecostal when you have the Pentecostal experience yeah. that they had on the day of Pentecost. Every child of God at some point in their life enters the arena of doubt, though. Our problem is not the visit to the arena of doubt. But our problem comes if we make it a place of residence and doubt stays there and we stay in doubt Amen. and we, we continue to dwell on doubt. We dwell, well, my wife will never be better. My wife will never be a good wife. My wife will never be this or my wife will never be that or my husband will never be this or my husband will never be that or, or we dwell on the diagnoses and the things that come up. We dwell that our children are not in the house of God and we dwell on it. With, uh, the way they're living, I'll never see them serve God and, and we dwell on the things of doubt. Well, we look at them, we judge them, we, we, we dwell on the negative part of it, but we need to begin to see the positive side that God is working miracles. God is doing great things. If he's doing things in the house of God for the people of God, I can tell you right now, he's going to do things in your children. He's going to do things in your, your children and in your home. He's going to do things in husbands. He's going to do things in wives. But do you believe it? I'm going to live by faith. I don't know any other way to live. I'm not staying a resident of doubt. When doubt comes in, I rebuke doubt. When fear comes in, I rebuke fear. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. It is Satan's goal to cause us to doubt God. Look at Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden? Satan caused Eve to doubt the word of God. Listen, I talked about it this morning. Satan doesn't want anybody healed. He doesn't want anybody delivered. He don't want marriages to be good. He don't want people's health to be good. He doesn't want our 
to be saved. He doesn't want you to worship God. He doesn't want you to come in with a mind made up that no matter what my week's been like, though I lived through a week of hell, I'm coming in to give God some glory and some praise. Despite the pandemic, despite the new variants of COVID-19, I'm going to give God glory. I think we forget, and even if God, and God gave me, I got, I got to get COVID. He didn't give it to me. He let me get it. Right? He let me get it. But this is what I believe. He promised, he promised way back, right before the church was closed down. It'll get bad before it gets better. It's still getting worse, right? But so far, God said, he, what did he say? He said, I'll be with this church. We've not had a breakout in the church yet, from the church, from people. Got that? You need to understand that God said, it'll get worse, but he said, I'll be with you. I'm going to walk with you. I've got a covering over the body of Christ. This body, because he spoke to this body. I don't know what he's saying to other churches, but he spoke to this church right before it got closed down. So... I don't walk around with fear. COVID, I'm not, I'm not tempting COVID. I'm doing everything I can to honor and respect it. But church is not going to be a place that I come in fear. I'm coming with my mind made up that God is a healer, that God is a deliverer. The next step of Satan after he brings doubt is to lie. Genesis 3, 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. You can live the way you want to live. You can act the way you want to act and still be saved. You don't even have to be delivered from your way of living and you can still be saved. That's what other preachers are preaching out of their pulpit. That's what other churches give you. Amen. But I'm coming to tell you that when Christ the Holy Ghost comes in me, that spirit of whatever I am or was is gone. As long as I keep the spirit of God living inside me, staying faithful to God, staying filled with the Holy Ghost. You know why the church constantly says every time there's an altar call, people ought to be in the altar. Because I found, this is what I found, Bishop. That's about the only time people have an altar. You can owe me, pray for me, pray for me. I don't, I'll take all the prayers you can give me. But what I have found, most Christians do not have an altar in their home. So the only time that we get you together to get you restored and fueled up to get through at least Tuesday, because Wednesday we have open service now, Right? Of course, we're just teaching Bible study, not like the old days where they ran and shouted and had Holy Ghost roll parties and everything else in the house. COVID affected that. Well, actually, it got affected way before COVID. People, people I, I don't know what happened. I remember a brother, man, a brother started up here. He hit this platform. You remember, he was a tall guy. The Holy Ghost hit him. He hit this, fell down, and he rolled. 
from the top step to the second step to the third step back to the ground. Not once, not hurt, not cracked a head open. Now, that's, that's a pretty good drop. But he rolled down just like a slinky all the way to the floor. You remember that guy? I'm not going to call his name out. Not serving God now, but the bottom line was that's the kind of power we, that same power is here right now. The problem is we got sophisticated, too, too sophisticated to let the power and the glory of God operate in us. Amen. I don't believe in getting so beside ourselves we just go, you know, get all crazy, right? But when the power hits you, the power hits you, sometimes it just slays you and you got to go down. You can't stand under the power and the glory of God. You just got to fall. There are seven conditions mentioned in Habakkuk 2.5 that demonstrate the power of doubt. The people transgressed by wine. And you ask why we shouldn't drink wine. There was over 638 gallons of alcohol consumed in the state of California in 1999. I didn't do any more research than that. The, the people were proud of that. Proud. There is more arrogance and self-will in our world than ever before. The people did not stay at home. People now are taking their lifestyles into the streets and onto the movie screen and onto the television. I saw a post the other day, and it, it referenced people that wear pants down below that let their buttocks hang out, right? We don't, we're not ashamed of that, any, but yet we're ashamed of the gospel. We're ashamed of Jesus, you know? We, we're, not ashamed to, we're not ashamed to wear clothing like that, but yet we're, we're ashamed to, to, to spread the gospel, to teach the gospel, to share the gospel. Right. I, I want to be about Jesus' business. We, went, we were in Myrtle Beach, right? We were in Myrtle Beach, and we just started talking to a lady, and her name's Miss Linda. I want you to pray for Miss Linda because Miss Linda's going to get the Holy Ghost. Her grandmother was a Pentecostal. Amen. And she remembered when we were talking, uh, she goes, oh, my mother was a, my grandmother was a Pentecostal. And, and, and she started crying. She said, I need to be baptized. My mother didn't take me to hospital or to the church. Amen. The church is a hospital. But she, she didn't take me to the church. I didn't get to grow up in church. But I remember my grandmother being Pentecostal. She said, she said, I want to be baptized. Well, immediately I said, there's a pool. What does hinder us? Yeah, I clapped too until the Lord checked my spirit. And the Lord checked my spirit and said, how can you pastor her once you baptize her? Being in Maryland, her being in Myrtle Beach. So what I did is I said, she, she, I said, we're going to church Sunday. Will you go with us? She said, I, I got it. I'm going to be out of town Sunday. I can't go. And I said, oh, wow. So my wife and I have committed to drive back down there and take her to that church because she still wants to be baptized. Yeah. Amen. But, you know, God has a way. If you're, if you're, if you're in tune and you're obedient, now I, I, wanted, I wanted to baptize her. I wanted a testimony that said I walked into the pool, I, put her, I, gave, I let her repent of her sins, and all of a sudden, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, I now baptize you in Jesus' name, and, and boom, right? I wanted that testimony. But God said, whoa, whoa, if you do that, she'll just be a, a soul without a pastor. She said, you need to connect her to the church that has a shepherd 
that can take care of her and, and, and love her and grow her. And I went, okay. I said, well, Miss Linda, let's, I said, maybe. I said, let's let Tammy and I take it to church Sunday. And she said, oh, I got to go out of town. I said, okay. I didn't get all, I didn't, you know what I mean? She's in God's hand. At that point, she had, to, she had the opportunity to go, no, I'll, I'll skip my trip and I'll go with you. So it's not on my head, okay? So um, there's a lot of things that go through my head. It may not go through yours, but there's things that go through my head. But anyway, so we're going to drive down there. We're making another eight-hour trip down, and we're taking her to church. And I'm going to connect her to that pastor and pastor's wife. I said, he, he will be the best pastor, and his wife are the best people you will ever meet. They will love you. They will take care of you. They'll be a part of your life. You'll be a part of their church. You're going to be, you're, that's how you, that's how you, uh, that's how you testify. That's how you witness to people, right? You tell them you got, you got, you got to experience that church, right? You won't believe the people. The people are amazing. Some people can't say that. We want to say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm praying they are. Yeah, I'm praying. There are those who feel they need to change their surroundings continually in order to be happy, yet they're not. They leave the church because they thought they could find something else that would appease them under somebody else's teaching or preaching. And so they left under the wrong pretense. Amen. Desire is enlarged like hell. Hell is never satisfied with the devils and souls it has received. The people spoken of in the passage are those who consume greedily and never are satisfied. Again, their desire is likened unto death. Their desires are never satisfied. They gather every nation and all people unto them. This speaks of consuming people. They are those who will use you and abuse you, and when they are done, they will cast you aside as nothing. All this describes what people do and how they are when they live in doubt. I don't want to live in doubt. It is imperative that we don't linger in the arena of doubt, that we move from doubt to faith in Jesus' name. It is imperative that you leave that arena in Habakkuk 2.4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Paul tells us in Romans 1.17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We do not live our lives by mortal human comprehension, but by faith in God. I live my faith in God. I remember when the insurance company dropped, our, dropped us from our home uh, in Pomfret, where we live, because the house was deemed inhabitable, that it was bad. And the insurance company dropped us after we had $25,000 worth of flooring, um, a refrigerator, water heater, stove, uh, microwave, wa a washer, a dryer. Uh, what else? Toilet. Sir? Toilets. Yeah. Many of you don't know, but Brother McCauley, before God, filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was there day in and day out helping my dad and I 
work on that house six days a week trying to get it till we can move back in. But I remember teaching a Bible study, sitting in Brother and Sister McCauley's house at the table. My wife calls me frantic, crying. She said, we've been dropped by the insurance company. She said, what if the house burns down? That $25,000 worth of everything that we have um, would be burned up, and we would have no insurance to cover it. And I, I did not get crazy. I didn't overreact. I don't know if Brother McCauley remembers what I said. I said, God will make a way. He's the one that said, you need to go home. You need to go and be with your wife. I was going to teach my Bible study. It was about God to me. It wasn't about what burned up. It didn't belong to me anyway. It belonged to God. You see, when you understand who it belongs to, who, who owns it, amen, you, you kind of get a better understanding that, oh, well, if he's not worried, why should I be worried? Yeah. If he was worried, he'd have said, hey, Reynolds, get up. Get out of there. Go get to house and stand guard. Turn all the power off. Make sure it's under, it's covered. And, and you stay there and stay watch. I have peace. See, people don't understand peace in the world. There is no peace in the world. There's no joy in the world. It's all in turmoil. Our faith in God perplexes the greatest minds of men. 1 Corinthians 1.25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than man. In closing, God is stronger than anything else that we're going through. God has, God has power to do anything. I go back. I know y'all get tired of hearing me probably do it, but I, I, I repeat it. Because it helps me. And John Maxwell said, you got to say it 17 times sometimes for people for it to sink in. So I say it to myself 17, maybe it might even be 100 times now. But I say this, if God could raise Lazarus after he was dead for three days, there's nothing impossible for my God. If God could heal a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 long years, there's nothing too hard for my God. If God could take a withered hand on a man and say, stretch forth thy hand, and that hand start to come back out and become unwithered, then my God, there's nothing too hard for my God. If my God can open deaf ears and take dirt and spit in the dirt and begin to make mud pies and begin to smear it into the eyes of the blind and tell them to go down and wash, my God can do anything. My God is a healer. My God is a deliverer. My God is a way maker. We must live by faith. I just, I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't say this, I don't say this as no bragging, but when Brother and Sister Thompson came back from um, Florida, you know, Florida's a big outbreak city or area, state, whatever you want to call it. They were like, uh, the one was confusing about Brother Thompson. It came back negative and then came back positive. And so they told him quarantine. My spirit said, you're fine. I'm just telling you, that's what my spirit said. But 
but let's do our diligence, right? But my spirit said, he's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. He won't. And, I, and so Sister Reynolds would call, say, how's Brother Thompson doing? Oh, he's doing fine. He just, he's just eager to get out. He didn't want to be quarantined for 10 days. But the bottom line was my spirit kept saying, there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with him. See, you got to come to a place where your faith walks. You live by faith. You walk by faith. You speak by faith. You've got to act by faith in Jesus' name. Truly doubt destroys while faith saves. Faith is more than just a crutch to the weak and feeble. Our faith is a bastion of stability. While those around us are crumbling in their doubt, we live happy and strong lives. Amen. You've got to have faith if you're going to make it through to the, through to the coming of the Lord. The disciples came to the withered fig tree. Peter said, look at this fig tree that you cursed. Christ replied, have faith in God. No matter how bad it gets, have faith in God. No matter how, no matter the strength of the adversary, have faith in God. No matter, no matter the worry and confusion, have faith in God. No matter the worry of confusion, continue to have faith in God. No matter how bad the pain gets, have faith in God. No matter how hot the furnace gets, have faith in God. No matter Lazarus has been dead for four days, have faith in God. No matter, no matter, you've been, no matter if you've been blind, have faith in God. No matter the amount of persecution, have faith in God. No matter the intensity of the struggle, have faith in God. No, if you are in doubt today. Turn your face to God. Most of us that have done any studying, the, the preachers here that have done any studying, there's a man that way back named Spurgeon. He speaks of an evening when he was riding home after a heavy day's work. He felt very weary and depressed. When it suddenly, as a lightning flash came, a verse to him. My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. He said, I should think it is Lord. And he burst out laughing. It seemed to make unbelief so absurd. If, was, if it was as if some little fish being very thirsty was troubled about drinking the river dry and the river says drink away little fish my stream is sufficient for thee or it seemed like a little mouse in the granaries of Egypt granaries of Egypt after seven years of plenty fearing it might die of famine and Joseph might say cheer up little mouse my granaries are sufficient for thee Again, I imagined a man away up on yonder mountain saying to himself, I fear I shall exhaust all the oxygen in the atmosphere, but the earth might say, breathe away, old man, and fill thy lungs every forever. My atmosphere is sufficient for thee. Little faith will bring our souls to heaven, but great faith will bring heaven to us.
great faith brings heaven to you. I say if you need healing, if you need the Holy Ghost, today is the day. Great faith. We need to live by faith. We need to walk by faith. I, I didn't realize that the songs that we'd be singing had everything to do with faith. Faith is what it takes for God to move. He, and he said that if you had the faith as a grain of mustard seed, that you can move mountains. You could say to the tree, be up, be plucked up, and be thou removed. That tells me that if I have enough faith, and I don't say things, I'm very cautious of how I, when I pray, but I, I never pray with doubt. I pray believing in the one that I represent, being Jesus Christ, has the, power, has the power and the authority to do what I pray. If you'd stand with me. It's very important, it's imperative that when we pray, that we have already, that we believe without a doubt that what we pray, that God is able to do it. In the name of Jesus, I speak complete healing over Sister Colleen's vertebrae and her back. Every ligament, every joint, every uh, disc, every part of her hips that are giving pain, I speak healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak healing. If you want the Holy Ghost today and you're willing to repent and turn from your, turn from your sins, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost today. Brother and Sister Macaulay, let me say this. I speak this by faith. I know God is able. I know God is able. I trust him. I believe there's a positive report that will come. And there's a reversal that will happen in Jesus' name. I believe that with all my heart. I serve a God that is able. That if he can raise a dead man, he can heal anything. If he can heal a woman with an issue of blood, he can do anything. If he can open a blinded eye, he can do anything. If he can open a deaf ear, I can be healed. If he, can, if he can open a deaf ear, he, anybody, God can do a miracle in anybody's life. If he healed Sister Mendez's uh, uh, knee, he's able to heal your knee. If he can heal, uh, if he can open a door for Brother and Sister Gamaha to be, uh, to, for everything to be legal, God can do anything. I've come to tell the church that God is able. You must live by faith in Jesus' name. He is able to do anything. God, I pray for the vertebrae. I pray for the hips of this body. I pray for the bones of this body. That in the name of Jesus, there be divine healing. 
I pray, God, for my sister in her body right now, Lord God, that there be divine healing over her body in Jesus' name. Every part of her body, her blood pressure, Lord God, move and intervene in her body today, God. In Jesus' name, I pray divine healing. Right now, in Jesus' name. I pray for their blood pressure today. In Jesus' name, be thou healed. Restore the bone marrow in those hips. In Jesus' name. God, let me enter in. Let me enter in right now to your promises. Let me enter into the promises. Let me live by faith today, Lord God. Let me walk by faith today, Lord God. That's it, sis. That's it. God, I honor you, Lord. 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 Jesus, be thou healed, be thou 
God, let it be loosened in her throat right now. In Jesus' name, and drop into her belly. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm gonna sing your victory. I'm gonna sing your victory. Is it still there? For the battle belongs to you, Lord. God, I'm gonna sing your victory. Touch my baby in Jesus' name. Touch all my babies, oh God. Touch all babies in That's it, that's it, that's it. That's it. 